All in? Oh, yeah, there we go. I'll take my mask off. Well, thank you, Ali and the band. You set me up very nicely with your songs. Um, so, yes, and John with his reading, spot on. Thank you very much. Um, there's going to, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a double act with my wife this morning. Um, I'm going to do a little bit, and then Jazz is going to pop up and do it. It won't be as funny as what Jim would do, but we'll try our best. Um, so we are in Christmas. Are you excited? Have you eaten your calendar yet? You haven't got a calendar, John? Oh, that's really bad. I'll tell you what, I won't name him, but there is a member of our household that um, has eaten all of his calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was very tempted to, because at the end of my calendar there is a can of beer. So, so I was, I'm very tempted to, do, to break it open now. Um, but yeah, so we are in the third week of Advent, um, and that we are looking forward to Christmas Day and all of that that brings. See, I think that people are wanting Christmas to come really early this year. Um, and it feels like that people have put their decorations up a lot earlier. They're wanting something to look forward to, something to break the misery of COVID. Um, and they want the end of the year to come so that they can put 2020 behind them. Um, and that they're hoping that 2021 will bring something of more uh, normality. Um, and they're probably, I would have thought, putting their hope in... Sorry, my thing keeps coming off. Putting their hope in a vaccine that will potentially spell the end of COVID. Not that it will disappear, but that we will be on top of it and life will be able to go back to normal. But it doesn't work like that. 2021 will bring its own challenges if, even if we conquer COVID and even if we're through it all. There will be other challenges that will arise. Um, but as we, as a church, come close to Christmas um, and the run-up to that, it would be good just to stop and remind ourselves of the hope that we have in the person of Jesus and what he has called us to and what he has called us to be. And it's time to lift our eyes once again um, to the maker of the universe, to the one that holds it all in the palm of his hands. Because we don't know what the future holds. None of us do. We don't know whether 21 is going to be better than 20. We don't know whether 22 is going to be better than 21. But one thing we do know, that if we put our hope in the one that was born in a manger, then we will have certainty. So my passage this morning is Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. So I'm going to read from that. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In distress, in the past he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephilim, but in the future he will honour Galilee of those nations. By the way of the sea, by the Jordan, the people walk in darkness. They have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, 
a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as the people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice and divide plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have, you have shattered the, the yoke that burns, uh, burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Paul's for us, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called a wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. See, Sam, when um, Ben asked me for, a, or Sam asked me for a video, um, and he, 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 I didn't see it, but he talk, talked about it all being about doom and gloom. And that's what I, the end of Isaiah chapter 8 is a little bit like that. It's a bit heavy, a bit distressing. Um, it talks about witchcraft, it talks about real heaviness. And then you get to chapter 9, and there's this amazing promise of a new light and a new regime, a new reign of something wonderful to come. Not just the birth of, birth of Jesus, but it's pointing to the second coming. It's pointing to new heavens and new earth. See, the birth of Jesus isn't just a nice, warm, comfy story of a baby being born that we get all nice and cosy about this time of year. The birth of Jesus ushers in the kingdom of God. That ultimately changes lives. I'll get to that in a minute. But actually, what Isaiah talks about in chapter 9 is that it's like this. I can see like the heavens being ripped open and then Jesus being born onto earth. It's like a collision with earth. The heaven invades earth when Jesus is born. And it doesn't just invade earth and go away again. It invades earth and leaves its mark. And it, it, it sets up camp. It sets up camp um, in our lives. And, and there are markers to the kingdom of God as, as, as we, as the church, do what we do. It's God become flesh. It's Emmanuel, God with us. It's the hope of something that won't fail us or let us down. So when we talk about the word hope, sometimes we might go on about, oh, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow, or I, I hope that I have something nice for tea, or I hope that, that I get what I want for Christmas. So those hopes are, are nice things to hope for, but they're not certain. The, the birth and the uh, bringing about of the kingdom of God is something certain. It's something that we can rely on. Now, when Jesus was born, he wasn't born just to be a nice, cuddly baby. He came to have a purpose. He came to die. He came to set us free. He came to release us, and he came to bring freedom. See, that's something you can put your hope in, because it's certain. And he's not just talking about the here and now, with, with the rope illustration with the red bit. The, the little bit at the end is the here and now, but we've got all of that rope for eternity to um, live for. And the promise that actually he will never leave us, he will never forsake us, and he will never abandon us. It's the explosion of the kingdom of God being revealed through the birth of Jesus. 
It's Jesus showing us who God is. It's him, him coming to light the way. It was a dark time in the, when Isaiah speaks the word of hope. And 2020 um, has been a little bit like that for us in terms of COVID, in terms of losing loved members of CJC, Dave, Lynn, Jonathan, Ian, suffering. But we are, have a hope that even though we suffer and the changes that we're going through, we're walking through some changes at the moment, but that doesn't mean we stop. It doesn't mean we give up. We push on because of that hope that we have in Christ, that he has not just set us free, but he's commissioned us to go make disciples of all the nations. He has commissioned us to roll out the kingdom of God. There is hope because there was a child born and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. There is real hope in Jesus because he is a sure and certain hope. See, the hope that... There are three things I want to say about hope. That when Jesus brought hope to us in being born and bringing in a new regime, is firstly that Jesus comes and reveals something we cannot see. And that's the incarnation of Jesus. He brings the, the reality of heaven to earth and it gives us a picture of who God is. We have hope because Jesus is who we cannot be. He lived a sinless life and he died on a cross that we, he, they paid our debt uh, that we owed. And because of that, we are able to be free. And we hope because Jesus is able to change things that we cannot change on our own. And Jesus is able to do that. 1 John 14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory at the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. It's Emmanuel. It's God with us. It's the revealing of all that heaven is. And God is revealing himself to us through his Son. And he's gone to extraordinary lengths to get close to us, to make himself known. And how we should respond in just drawing close to him, especially like as we come up to Christmas and just look up and go, actually, God, you are the king of the universe. Christmas, or the birth of Jesus, should I say, because Jesus wasn't born at Christmas, as we know. The birth of Jesus is the birth of the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God coming changes everything. It brings hope to us, and not only to us, but to the world. It brings freedom, conquers sin, wipes out shame, heals wounds, patches broken dreams, and ultimately changes lives. As a people of God, we are the vehicle for bringing about the kingdom of God. Our purpose, as I've said, is to make disciples and to reveal the goodness of, of Christ to them. And that it's our responsibility to reach out into our community that we find ourselves in. He has called us to be salt and light and to impact our community. And my, my favourite quote, Bill Hybel says this in his book, Courageous Leadership. I've, I've doctored it a little bit. Um, so he says this, And what grips my heart every day is the knowledge that the radical message of transforming love has been given to the church. 
That means, in a very real way, the future of Selsden, Croydon, London and the world rests in the hands of local congregations like CJC. It's the church or it's lights out. Without churches so filled with the power of God that they cannot help but spill goodness and peace and love and joy into the world, depravity will ruin the day. Evil will flood the world. There is a real call for us to stand again, even at this time, even at the end of a, a year which seems quite bleak and seems quite hopeless. It's our responsibility to stand again and to bring hope to the people that we find ourselves rubbing shoulders with. It's us bringing hope, making Jesus known. So we wanted to, um, and then, uh, so I think I just, there's a real sense where we wanted to just bring something of the Holy Spirit this morning. And Jazz is going to come and talk about gifts and talk about how we bring that kingdom about in people's lives. Hello, everybody. Um, as you know, Tim and I are massively different people. And uh, we've had an interesting week this week because we've now realised in 20 years of marriage, we've never shared a preaching spot. And um, after this week, we now realise why we've never shared a, a preaching spot. Uh, probably not going to do it again in a rush. Uh, we prepare very differently. But um, this week, Tim was uh, overhearing me uh, record... Um, a message for another church which is being played this morning and then he went oh Jazz could you just bring that little bit to Croydon Jubilee today so I'm excited to be able to bring it so it's a complete gear change Tim's been in Isaiah and I'm going to jump to 1 Corinthians 12 which talks about um, spiritual gifts I'm saying 1 Corinthians 12 because the people at the back didn't know I was going to do that and they're rapidly looking for it now I can tell um, but I'm going to read it to us in a minute um, one of the things that we're aware of, um, obviously, in the last few months, life has, has changed and church is different. But into 2021 and whatever happens after that, church will look different. It doesn't matter what we think church will look like. It will look massively different because we cannot unknow what we now know. We have all gone through a, a huge change within our lives and we've seen dramatic changes right across the world and that will affect the church and how we do church. And I think as, as the church, not just CJC, we responded amazingly uh, in the first few weeks of lockdown. We learned very quickly how to use Zoom, how to do live streaming. We learned how to record services and how to gather. We've worked out how to live within guidelines that were given and we have we have accomplished those things this year and that is remarkable and those things we have learned and they will stay with us and they will inform how we continue to do church it's one of the themes that I picked up in my dissertation earlier on just began to look at the fact that actually church going forward will look massively different for everybody and we've got to find creative ways of helping the community people to access church and access something of the kingdom of God in fresh ways but back in March when lockdown happened and meeting together was put on pause I want to challenge us this morning was our use of spiritual gifts also put on pause 
And I ask that because before that, I think we were really good at using spiritual gifts, gifts in the sense that, you know, we'd make space within a service, we'd have contribution, we'd be maybe meeting in smaller groups, we'd be, I mean, I certainly did things like treasure hunting and so on, um, and whatever, and, and learning to rely on the Holy Spirit and, and all those sorts of things. But when we're not meeting corporately and we're not being able to sharpen one another, has our use of spiritual gifts been put on pause is my only question. And I think that even while we're meeting like this, we need to be looking for creative ways of exercising all of the spiritual gifts that God gives us, not just the prophetic, not just words of knowledge, but also our gifts of tongues and how we use that and how, you know, how do we bring a gift and that is interpreted in this context. And so what I wanted to do was to just pray for us this morning. I'm going to speak that passage out over us in 1 Corinthians 12, which we're all really familiar with. And... Um, and as I'm reading it out, I'm just going to be highlighting the gifts. And I'm going to ask you just to be before God, whether you're at home or whether you are here in the hall, whether you're listening to this at midnight and you're, um, if you're listening to this on your commute, maybe perhaps not do this. But um, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit to minister to you and to really highlight maybe one or two of those gifts that I read out. And as they're highlighted to you, I'm going to ask God to give you creative ways of exercising that spiritual gift over the days, the weeks, the months, and the years to come. To be able to exercise those gifts, to, be, to bless this community, to bless your, your family, your neighbors, your colleagues. Um, to enlarge your capacity to understand the gifts that God has given you. Um, because... Meeting together might have been put on pause, but God's not been put on pause. The Holy Spirit has not been put on pause, and we're still growing in the things of God. And one of the other things that, even if you're watching at home, I just need to say, I know I've shared it before, but um, over the last few months, somehow we've managed to run five Alpha courses, and each time we have the Holy Spirit Day, I've always been a little bit apprehensive. God, are you going to show up? You know, how does it work with um, the whole thing of people being in their homes, and I'm in my house, and the Holy Spirit, and, but of course God is outside of of the internet. He's outside of the walls of our house. And so even if you're at home listening to this, can I just say, be active, be active. Ask for the Holy Spirit to minister to you as we seek God. So if you would like to close your eyes and just really focus on Jesus, let me read this passage out to you. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to, to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service. And maybe your gifting is service. So ask God, would you increase my capacity to serve? Would you show me ways in which I can serve in this season where I've not served before? But the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. 
and that to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. You know, we've needed wisdom in the last few months in the most incredible ways. So ask God if wisdom is something that's resonating with you right now. Ask him to just increase your capacity to be more wise. That is a good prayer to pray. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit. If you know you move in the prophetic, ask God for a little bit more. And if you've never moved in the prophetic, but you absolutely desire it, just go for it. Just say, God, that's what I want. He sees your heart. He knows what you're crying out for. To another, faith. Faith is a huge gift. And we exercise that daily. But you can ask God for more. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. I long for that personally, to be able to pray for people and to see God heal them. There are so many people that I know are battling with so many illnesses. God, come and increase our capacity to, to, to be keen, to volunteer, to pray, to stand in the gap, to say, yeah, I'm going to pray that for you. To another, miraculous powers. Maybe that resonates with you. To another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits. Yeah, Lord, bless us with gifts of discernment. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And Father, just in this moment as we are, are waiting on you, and Father, as I read that, that, that list out, and I know there are many other gifts, Father, those that have just resonated with us, those that rest on us, Father, I pray that you would grow us in each of those areas, that specifically you would find us creative ways, um, giving us creative ways of exercising those gifts in the, even today and in the days to come that, Father, we would become a blessing to those around us as we rely more and more upon you. Holy Spirit, come and fill us afresh, I pray. Amen. Guys, if you have prayed that, and, you know, God takes you at your word. So expect to use that gift in the days to come. Exercise it. That's the only thing I can encourage you to do. Be bold. And then Tim and I have just got one thing left to do. We wanted to speak a blessing out over the church, so we're going to kind of take it in turns um, to speak this blessing out. So it's okay if we're near each other, isn't it? Because it's not going to do anything to the microphones or anything. We're allowed to be near each other. We're in the same bubble. All right. Okay. <clears throat> May the Lord bless you and fill you with his Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit and his presence dwell with you. May the Lord bless you with gifts of wisdom and discernment. May the Lord bless the leadership here at CJC. May they hear his voice and follow his call. 
May the Lord bless you with spiritual gifts in the ordinary every day. May the Lord bless your bless you financially so that you can be a resource to those in need. May the Lord bless you in your service of the community. May the Lord bless you and give you favour with those who have influence. May the Lord bless you with extraordinary gifts of faith, creativity and compassion. May the Lord bless you with open doors. May you continue to know the favour of God in all that you do. May the Lord bless you.